Hello and welcome to the NFL Blitz. Coming up on today's show, the first game of week four sees the Denver Broncos beat the Jets. We laugh at Gang Green but question their foul play. We preview the rest of week four as Foles gets his first start in Chicago. Newton and Mahomes face off in Arrowhead and two 0-3 teams battle as the Vikings and Texans meet at NRG Stadium. Plus, is Gase actually on the verge of looting his job? James Robinson is Rookie of the Month and the Steelers-Titans game is postponed. That's all coming up on Saturday's NFL Blitz. And welcome to the show today, I hope you're doing well, I hope this podcast finds you in good health as per usual, another good week, remember that you can find the NFL Blitz at anchor.fm forward slash NFL Blitz if you want to see where you can find this podcast, though you're already listening to the podcast so that doesn't really matter, and remember the sportsblitzblog.wordpress.com is the place to go for writing on a whole range of sports, we also have a dedicated NFL section that you can find by going into articles and then clicking on the NFL Blitz. And joining me today on the NFL Blitz, just Josh again, hello. Hi there, yeah, um, interesting uh, game I think we've got to review to say the least because the Jets got not just points but 28 points. Which... Uh, oof, wild, wild times. I've got far yes. too many notes for a game between what were two and 3 sides. For so, sure, and then, we'll just go through all. We'll go through all of my notes anyway. Yeah, for sure. I'm previewing um, some actually decent fixtures for once. Yeah, um, yeah. So, which I'm quite excited about. So, yeah, lot, lot to get into. Absolutely. Has it been a good week? Uh, I think so. Stressful. I think. Uh, you know, Masters. We both. Yes, both postgraduate. Uh, both feeling pain, mm. which is always nice. Yeah, I'll be honest, I, I was doing a reading last night and I was just like, none of this makes any sense. None of it means anything. This is pointless. Why does it exist? Same. So that was I'm good. Now, yeah, I'm now a law student, so... Oh, um, God. Yeah, that's just the appropriate reaction, Alex. <laughs> good luck with that. Anyway, few yes. things to go into. We talked about this last week. Sorry, last episode, but... I do want to play it, so here is a clip from the week two review, if I remember correctly. I should have looked again, but play that clip. And now we can actually ask it. The Dallas Stars and Tampa Bay Lightning face off in the Stanley Cup final. Who have you got? I'm taking the Lightning in six. I got one right! See, I should do NHL predictions instead. We're going to predict every game in the NHL next year. Even that's, though I don't watch hockey. Yeah, that's 30 teams playing 82 games. So uh, Wow. <laughs> and then if we can, we'll also do baseball, which is, what, 30? How many teams are there in MLB? Baseball is it 30? More, more manageable. Plus, I actually know... No, it, no, it isn't. So. No, it's 160. Well, it was, it was this year, but normally 162 games. By the way, I forgot what I was going to say at this point. The baseball, the baseball is happening. Baseball is happening. I can't remember what I was going to say. I completely lost my train of thought. I did watch the Oakland A's against the Chicago White Sox. That was quite a good set of matches. Well, games two yeah. and three were. Guess who played for the Oakland A's yesterday? The starting pitcher. I don't know the Oakland A's that well. Well, I, I you will probably know who this is because mm. I've wrote about him and we've talked about him. And we'll say he's not really famous for his pitching so much as he is disclosing certain information about other teams. 
maybe from Texas. Ah, oh, this wouldn't have to happen to do with our favourite side, the um, the Astros, would it? By any chance? The Asterisks, yeah. It was <laughs> Mike Fires. Woo! Mike Fires, the pitcher who dis- who was the one to like blow the lid on the, the Astro sign stealing scandal, yeah. But yeah, he played poorly, but whatever. Um, still, Mike Fires, I still love him, and also we'll talk about this later on because I, I I've got it in the two minute drill, but I forgot his name. That Correa, who plays for the Astros, who said that their win in the th- essentially said they're winning the first round against a side who haven't won a playoff game in 16 who haven't won 17 straight playoff games something like that sure um he said that that proves that they didn't cheat in 2017 essentially idiot he's like oh well the pe- i bet the people will stop talking now what about the fact you cheated <laughs> no no that will be a that's no from me chief yeah. Anyway, we're five minutes into this NFL podcast without and we've having talked about, talked about the NFL. Four of them. Yeah. By the way, you might remember last week we predicted how many passing yards Patrick Mahomes would have, and mm-hmm. I said three hundred and fifty-two exactly, and yes. he got three hundred and eighty-five. I mean, it's not awful. It's, it's yeah. Not it's it's in the it's in the ballpark. Yeah. Sorry, that's baseball again, isn't it? Wow, Alex. <laughs> your head is in the clouds. No, it's not. It's on the ballpark, but still. <laughs> By the way, that was the first... I was going to do it again at the start of this year if we went back onto to URY. The, the joke I did on the very first episode of the NFL Blitz, where I said, so whether you're a rookie or returning veteran, don't worry, because we have all the bases covered. Wait, no, that's baseball. I'm thinking about baseball. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Anyway, Denver Broncos 37, New York Jets 28, a 48-yard touchdown run for Sam Darnold was as good as it got for the New York Jets, who remain winless, unlike the Denver Broncos. This episode of the NFL Blitz is sponsored by the MetLife Turf, the fastest and easiest way to get injured. That's that's another few who've got injured on the MetLife Turf, so great. We'll sort it out eventually. That 48-yard touchdown run, though, was actually brilliant from Sam Darnold. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, I think... Wait, hang on. Was he New York's leading rusher? I think he was. Yes, he was, yeah. 84 yards, which I think is a franchise high for a quarterback and only three behind Le'Veon Bell's best running record for the Jets. Wow. That's... But I, I think that more proves just how bad the O-line is than anything yes. else. Um, yeah. I see Joe Flacco went two for two, so obviously his MVP oh. uh, I... votes are going to be rolling yeah. in. I can't now do my joke of guess who got the, who got the best passer rating. Wrong, it was um, Joe Flacco. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> do you remember that episode of Gridiron Heights where he tries to apply for an elite quarterback card or whatever it was? I don't think so. Oh, it's absolutely but fantastic. Please, please exposition me, Mr. Uh, well, essentially, it's him trying to apply for this card that allows him access into the elite quarterback club. And he sure. had, he talks about all of his stats, and then it ends with the guy behind the desk going, Ooh, you're not elite. And this was, <laughs> what, 2017-ish, whilst he was still a starter, and before so. Lamar Jackson was a thing. But, yeah, 
he played well in the two snaps he had. Yeah, I mean, absolutely fantastic. The best part... Eight yards pass, which is more than Sam Darnold. Yeah. The best part of the night, though, was Pat McAfee on Twitter. And I, I apologise for this all in UK time, but they are... 1.31am, genuinely pumped for Sam Darnold right now. And then later on at... 1.53am, update, genuinely bummed for Sam Darnold right now. And then at 2.08am, update, genuinely confused about Sam Darnold right now. It's fair to say it was an up and down performance. Uh, For sure. I think genuinely confused about Sam Darnold is what everyone has thought pretty much about his career. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that is absolutely Um, fair to say. I mean, we said on the last show that you can't really judge him based on the New York Jets. Yeah, because if you've got that sort of O line working with you and that sort of wide receiver core, you're never going to get the best out of quarterback. But unfortunately for Sam, well, is he ever going to get a chance to to prove himself? Because you can see New York getting that first round draft pick and just going into the market and getting a quarterback with that. So yeah, and ending Sam's career, unfortunately, uh, it's a difficult one. Yes, of course he's part to blame. I'm not taking it all away from him, but let's not pretend he's had the easiest of circumstances, nor oh, yeah, is yeah, yeah. His, his, his biggest potential, for sure. Yeah. Bearing in mind, though, he did fall over nothing later on in the game, so, you know, swings and roundabouts. Hmm. It was quite funny, because um, somebody, I can't remember who it was on Twitter, said, oh, he's been sacked by a ghost, if you remember the ghost thing from last year. Jesus. By the way, that Jerry Judy touchdown, where um, Ripian, 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 whatever, when Ripian threw that, ball to Jerry Judy and it sort of went into the Jets players hand for an interception and then just like snatched out by Judy yeah. who just ran in for touchdown is that the epitome of a Jets season? Um, I don't think it's quite bad enough to be the Jets season <laughs> Would um, it have only made sense if the Jets player had also got injured on that play and maybe the stadium yeah. collapsed? I think it would have made sense if um, that Jets player had received it, taken it maybe five yards, and then fumbled it himself for a touchdown to be recovered by the Broncos. No, fumbled on the one-yard line at the <laughs> other end, and then recovered for a touchdown. <laughs> touchdown. Yeah. That's that's how the Jets do. The Jets are going to Jets. At the end of the day, we're hardly exaggerating at this point. They are, you know, beyond awful. Let's let's be completely realistic. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you, do you see any other contender for the first round, uh, first pick? No, I, I don't think... see any other contender for thirty second in my power rankings either. Mm. I, I could. I, I, the good thing is, is I can write that now if I want to, and just so, go. We'll just we'll just write it now. Right. So it's yeah. If we think back to last season, and we had the Bengals and the Dolphins and Washington sort of vying for the tank for two or tank for Burrow or whatever you want to say. No, it's blow for Burrow. Blow for Burrow, sure. Um, it doesn't feel like that this season. It feels like the, the Jets have got a pretty one-horse race there. And if they were to be in their last season with those three of the teams, they'd probably win. Hmm. You might have so, said the Lions previously, but the Lions have actually won a game, which is more than will probably be able to be said for the Jets. True. Uh, could we possibly be looking at 0-16? Oh, I hope so. 
I one, I hope so, and two, I feel like it's a lot more realistic than the Dolphins or um, Washington or Cincinnati were last season. I don't know. There was very genuine talk about the Dolphins when I wrote yeah. my article when they were zero and seven, and then they won two straight. <laughs> which thanks for that. And by then the way. Fitzmagic started to Fitzmagic, and, and then Fitzmagic, Fitzmagic everywhere. Yeah. By the way, Brett Ripien or Ripen, whatever. Mm. I'm just going to keep calling him Ripien because I don't care. But what did we make of his performance? Because, especially in the first three quarters, he actually had quite a lot of really good passes. And Troy Aikman was praising him, saying, oh, he's playing fantastically. But then, then three interceptions, really basic interceptions as well in the final quarter. And the sure. one, I think it was in the second, where it should have been intercepted if it wasn't for the Jets player not having hands. <laughs> really put a sort of dent on that. So, I mean, is there any reason to be optimistic for him? What did I make of it? There's reason to be optimistic for sure. Um, as in, it wasn't a complete blowout, but he's 19 for 31, which I'm sorry, aren't good stats. And that's not efficient enough for me. Okay, mm. 42 yards. It's not It's not awful. And, you know, two touchdowns, whatever. But I feel like, again, that second one, like you say, Jerry Judy was more to do with that than uh, Brett Ripien, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, as in, that could have easily been another interception had... You know, that not happened. So, I mean, there is cause to be optimistic in that it wasn't as bad as it could have been. I yeah. guess, but like you say, it felt it felt basic. It felt amateurish. These weren't interceptions that you'd say, oh, okay, that's a fantastic play. on, And you can't avoid that. He's, you know, Brett's not done too much wrong there. It felt yeah. like it, a little bit amateurish. Yeah, so there's... Hmm... Yeah, worrying for sure. We do keep forgetting that the Broncos have Blake Bortles, Jerick Jortles, Derek Bortles, good mm. place reference here, on the roster. So could we could we see him at some point? I think so. Um, mm. This is a guy who is reasonably... He's been around the block, hasn't he? I think it's yeah. fair to say. He did take a team to the championship game. And whilst mm. that wasn't entirely on him or on him really at all he did still do it yeah at the end of the day yeah. he's still been involved in that and i, I like to think of uh, bortles as steady mm. when he can be he's vaguely reliable um he's vaguely got the experience and if there's a couple more performances like this from brett ripe and i i could see yeah uh, i could see bortles coming in for sure yeah, final thing we've got to talk about then. The cheap shots from the New York Jets towards the end of the game. Even when the game was lost, Adam Gase kept calling timeouts. And it look, there's only one way you can describe it. The Jets kept going for incredibly cheap shots on Brett Ripien. It was absolutely ridiculous. In fact, it was more than that. It was vile. And Steve Smith, speaking on NFL Network, the former wide receiver, had a few choice words for defensive coordinator Greg Williams. He said, quote, that's what he wants his players on defense to be. His defense is about that BS. That's how he coaches them. That's how he influences them. If what? it smells like a pig, looks like a pig, and it's oinking, then guess what, my friend? It's a pig. It's a pig. Greg Williams is about that BS. Sorry. So, I mean, I think he's entirely right. It was absolutely disgusting what um, the Jets and Greg Williams and Adam Gase were doing and I thought Vic Fangio was completely right to just order his players off without shaking their hands because they didn't deserve it. 
no, it isn't. At the end of the day, this is a side that is losing, losing badly, and badly losing, as in they can't take it. Um, Adam Gase needs needs to leave the NFL for both for good of the sport and for good of himself, frankly. Um, <laughs> How he hasn't been removed from his position. I mean, we've discussed it on previous shows. Yeah, too many incredibly shows. bad management. Um, yeah, it's not like this is a guy who's poor quality, but is a decent professional and decent. Yeah. Uh, you know, man on and off the field. This is someone who conducts himself like that whilst losing. Like, if, if this was Bill Belichick going about winning, you know, however many Super Bowls, behaving like that then yes it's still fairly awful but like there was there's a reason why they keep him around yeah this, yeah, absolutely this, why is he there mm. why <laughs> explain alex please explain to me why this man continues to have employment the jets are the jets <laughs> there you go that's it Warren Sharp on Twitter, a man led a defence that surrendered 37 points to a winless team that flew across the country on a short week, led by an undrafted third-string quarterback, making his first NFL start without his top wide receiver and running back. His name is Greg Williams. I think that's absolutely spot on. The Denver Broncos are 1-3. and They travel to the New England Patriots. The Jets are 0-4 and and still haven't fired Adam Gase. They host the Arizona Cardinals. Okay then, so the current scores in our prediction league thingy, Majiggy Josh, is still leading with 35-13. and Um, Yeah, very happy about that, although I'm not sure how much you can take from it considering I was predicting the Jets for this game. You didn't, you said Broncos. No, I said uh, Jets to lose. Oh, right, as in, okay. I'm, as in, I'm predicting a game with the Jets involved. Okay, sorry. I about to say, <laughs> Will, Will and myself are both on 33 and 15. Okay, we are going to go round the virtual room and preview all games from week four of the NFL season. We'll be predicting as we go along and when we come to one team who we think are guaranteed to win, we'll be locking that team up. We're going to do this once per week. I go first, but before we do... I, I sort of had my ranking list sure. done on Wednesday, and I was going to do something that I have never done before in the history of this show. And that was to put my own team first and say, this is the best game of this week. Steelers at Titans, 2 3 and 0 sides postponed till a later mm-hmm. week now because of several cases of coronavirus within the Tennessee Titans camp. A week for bye. That means 13 games afterwards, straight. It's not... How effed are the Steelers and Titans? That's, Very. It's, it's really unfortunate. Oh, it's um, quite. I feel like you guys have not had the run of the mill, that's not fair. But your fixtures have been kind to you up till now. Mm. And this time for a break is after you've had, you know, some fairly heavy fixtures and you need to sort of uh, regroup and reassess. This is the time now to take that momentum and push on. Um, if I was a Steelers fan, I'd want that next game this weekend and the weekend yeah. after and so on to really push through when you're three and zero. That's mm, it's 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 really unfortunate and it's come at the worst possible time. Obviously, mm. you know the correct procedure and everything. It's you can't fault them for it, but 
disappointing. And if I were you, I'd be very disappointed at the timing yeah. as well. I think it's also optimistic that this will be the only case of it. And this will be the only game that has to be postponed. And the NFL were sort of lucky in the sense that there is a bye week for both three sides coming up. They can push fixtures into them bye weeks. But for that's sure. not going to be the case for other cases, as I think there almost inevitably will be. With that said, should the NFL adopt a week 18 to allow overflow? Well, I think I they've got against, to. I won't be against that because it's not increasing the amount of fixtures. Yeah. Um, it just means you can have overflow into that week. At the end of the day, with the NFL, you get a lot of sort of not a lot of spare time that's not fair but the season's relatively short i'm sure they could push yeah. back one or even two weeks mm. if need be so yeah i think that's fair um yeah. and necessary i i know this argument is coming from a lot of steelers fans and i don't want to sound sensationalist i don't want to sound biased but mm. if you remember the mammy marlins in mlb had a load of cases of covid and it was very much their fault like they'd like gone to a bar was it and met up with a load of locals and you know got a bit too close to them and it turns out they had coronavirus they got coronavirus if it turns out that the titans getting covid was entirely because they flaunted the rules and didn't pay attention to them and it's their own fault do yeah. they deserve punishment for it Absolutely, you're you're not just putting your yourselves at risk. You're putting the rest of the league at risk. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will come on to that later on because the NFL have taken a very no nonsense stance this week. Yeah, for sure. I mean, would you be happy with them um, calling it as an automatic loss, an automatic win for Steelers, and then moving on? Yeah, potentially, but it looks like that's not going to happen. And I, I'm guessing, uh, unless a league investigation takes place, that would not happen anyway. Mm. Fair. David Todd on Twitter. The NFL have had six months to think about this and plan around COVID. The fact that this is where we are with no clear contingency plan, with no built-in league-wide bye weeks, looks like they may have completely blown it. If this happens two to three more times, which would seem likely, they're screwed. I think that's fair. Yeah, no, it is. And like you say, they've had so much time to prepare for it. How did they not see this as an eventuality? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I'm now going to pick my new first game, my new highest-ranked game on the list, and I'm going with New England Patriots at Kansas City Chiefs. So Very nice. Patriots' pass defence, when it comes to pass rating allowed, is 23rd, 103.9. It shouldn't be a problem. I, sorry, let me just look up the Chiefs quarterback again. It's <laughs> Patrick Mah- Mahomes. Mahomes? Mahomes. I think that's about Mahomes. Right, Mahomes yeah. It's Mahomes. Yeah. yeah. No, they're facing Patrick Mahomes and Gray. And the Patriots' rush defense isn't great either. So, super excellent. The key for them, and it was the key in the Raiders' victory, was the turnover battle. They had three takeaways against the Raiders. I don't think they gave one up. In fact, no, so they did give one up. But sure. it was only that one. So winning the turnover battle is key for their defence to win. Um, the ball security, though, it's not really a problem for the Chiefs. Clyde the Glide last week, 3.2 yards per carry needs to do much better this week, especially if they can try and rush Patrick Mahomes. The Patriots' rush game has been improving on the other side of the ball. Outside of Cam Newton, both Rex Burkhead and Sonny Michelle Sonny had 
good games last week and they've also got James White back, which is absolutely great for the Patriots. Cam Newton, passing White, didn't have a good game against Las Vegas and now he has to play against a team that kept Lamar Jackson to under 100 passing yards, so good luck with good luck. that. Yeah. And I, I mentioned the Patriots rush game because... If there is a, de- a problem for the Kansas defence, it is their rush defence, which is 27th in the league. It's a really interesting matchup, actually. Um, the Patriots have done a little better than I was expecting. Um, certainly, Cam Newton has taken to this new system and this new offence like Ducks Water. Although, like I said, he didn't have the, the, the greatest game last week. He's still done better, certainly better than I expected. Um and yes, that threat on the run as well, which could be really, really useful, like you say, against the Chiefs' uh, rush defense, which aren't, you know, certainly not the best in the league. And I feel this is something uh, for sure Cam could exploit. However, uh, like you say, this pass defense on the Patriots, he's n- <laughs> this is this is the guy you don't want to come up against in the league. Yeah. And uh, just wow. I mean, if we look at uh, injuries here. It says questionable on Julian Edelman. How questionable is that? Oh, you know? great. Well, questionable is like the step below doubtful. So it's not okay. the end of the world, but it's not great. Okay, so that's not brilliant. Like I say, Sonny Michelle as well, questionable. Yeah, so that's not fantastic. Um, and certainly if you've not got a fully fit Julian Edelman, who on earth is Cam Newton supposed to throw to? Nikhil Harvey. Woo. Will so, yeah. indeed. Uh, no, just Eve. Okay, then. The 2 and 1 New England Patriots travel to the 3 0 Kansas City Chiefs. I'm taking a Chiefs win. As am I. I think the predictions on ESPN is 70.6% have gone with the Chiefs, and I think that's about right. That sounds about right, and you'll be stunned to hear that Will also went with the Chiefs. I haven't actually found his predictions, I just know that he went with the Chiefs, because obviously he went with the Chiefs. Okay, Josh, you have the second pick. Okay, and um, this isn't an interesting game for me, but I want to hear your thoughts on how badly it's going to go as well. I'm going for, I'm sure you guessed it, Seahawks-Dolphins. Seahawks-Dolphins, whoop whoop. Have I managed to pick the game last on your list, Alex? No, no, actually, I, I'll i be honest, recently, because of time restraints, I only write previews for my top ten games. First. It's in the top ten. Nice. nice. Okay, yeah. so um, I, I don't see this, this game going anything but one way, but still, um, I'm more interested because of Russell Wilson and what he's going to do against this defence. Uh, he's an absolute joy to watch. He's an opposition player who... I completely admire um, in terms of, you know, I think I've totally said it before on previous shows, he's what got me into the NFL really in 2013. Um, him and that Seahawks side who were just immaculate on both sides of the ball. Uh, but more pressingly, uh, the Dolphins have looked better as they've grown into the season. I think it's fair, but shaky and still a bit fragile, especially uh, against the run. But they are nothing against the Seahawks offense, especially Russell Wilson. Fragile, and they should be exposed. So I'm not sure what you think, Alex, but I'm not optimistic at all. Well, let's talk about the star quarterback and the man of the hour, the guy we all love, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick. 
yeah. <laughs> he has been improving since poor week one performance, and he might be helped because the Seahawks' pass defence is the worst in the league so far. However, the issue with doing stats like this this early on in the season is that might be due to the fact that everyone has to pass against the Seahawks because they're playing catch-up to Russell Wilson. His pass rating is so far averaging over 130, which is absolutely terrifying. He's not human. He's helped by Lockett and DK Metcalf, who hopefully will remember that you are actually meant to run into the end zone first before you celebrate this time around. The Dolphins might have looked good against the Jags on the pass, but obviously Gardner Minshew is not Russell Wilson. And they still have one of the worst pass defences in the league, which I would mostly blame on injuries at the moment. I, I don't think... I'm not overly worried about the pass defence once everyone actually starts to come back. The Dolphins' rush defence has been underwhelming, but Chris Carson is questionable after that blatantly awful hit from that man who I've forgotten the name of. Fair. It, it looks like one of your cornerbacks is coming back. Is it Xavier Howard? Uh, that would be right. You have too many Howards. I'm not happy with the number of Howards mm. you have. What about Byron so, Jones? Is he? Uh, Byron doing... Jones is still questionable. Yeah. Okay. Um, two was questionable. So. Right. How? Non-COVID-related illness, according to Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald. So. Well, I mean, good for them. I'd be disappointed, but it's it's not like he would have played anyway. So. Oh. Yeah. Um, Jamal Adams is questionable at the moment. So, that's good news, and like I said earlier, Seahawks, Chris Carson is questionable, and so is Carlos Hyde. Remember, Carlos Hyde does actually play for the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> I'll be honest, though, I do share your pessimism for the Dolphins. I don't particularly see this as a contest, but it'd be super fun if it was. Um, no, it would be. To be honest with you, I just want to see us put some points on the board, get a bit more fitness, keep away from injuries... And hopefully just do bits here and there, maybe. Yeah. Um, if we can have a good performance, a loss, but, you know, we, we play well enough and it's good prep for next week, then I'll be happy with that. I'm trying to see where I put the Dolphins at 22nd. Yeah, you're up to 22nd in the power rankings. Ooh. I think that's the highest I've ever put them. Wow. Ever. <laughs> anyway, the three and oh Seattle Seahawks travel to the one and two Miami Dolphins. I'm taking a Seahawks win. Dolphins, no. Um, the Seahawks, um, for sure, with yeah. a heavy heart. F- feel free to make of this what you will. But when Will sent me his predictions, he wrote Seahawks versus Dolphins. Dolphins, and I, I, my first response to him was Dolphins. And he went, "Did I write Dolphins?" I meant Seahawks, <laughs> obviously. Obviously. <laughs> I mean, shout out Will, because whilst you're correct, you've put a dagger through my heart, and I will <laughs> give you for it. Absolutely, you shouldn't forgive him. No. Okay, I'm going to go on to my second pick then, and I always mention this when I do my favourite games of the week on the sportsblitzblog.wordpress.com, check it out, but... I always go for intrigue over sheer talent, and that's why we're now going to Indianapolis Colts at Chicago Bears. Nick Foles starting for the first time as a Chicago Bear after his performance last week against Atlanta, after Mitch Trubisky continued to Mitch Trubisky all over the place. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Bears' pass game looked much better with Nick Foles in, but it is fair to say that the Falcons' pass defence 
isn't all that, especially in the second half, apparently, especially when they've got a lead. And they are now facing what has been so far the best pass defence in the league. Well done if you correctly predicted that the Colts would have the best pass defence in the league through three weeks. Also, you're a liar. Absolutely. <laughs> they, they rank best in quarterback basic allowed and on terms of yards per game, which for me are the oh. two big measures. I have no idea. I simply have no idea. The Colts also have the fourth best rush defence, and David Montgomery hasn't exactly been looking great. Um, on the other side, the Bears defence ranked 17th, though they do have the second lowest passer rating allowed behind the Colts, which might be problematic for Philip Rivers. It seems like their key to victory is having Rivers throw as few times as possible. I don't mean that in a negative way. It's that both wins he threw under 30 times, whereas the loss against Jacksonville, he threw 42 times, if I remember correctly. So, sure. the less he throws, the more they can depend on that running back committee they have, especially Jonathan Taylor, who is looking oh, like one of the better rookies. Then, that seems to be the key for victory for them. Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. Um, I don't, I'm not slating Philip Rivers again, but I think if you rely on him too much and you expose sort of expose him in that way it's it's not going to end particularly mm. well just keep him you know uh, not for you far between but um, have a good balance I think it's fair to say because yeah. you can definitely do a job I'm sure you can do a job just don't sort of stretch him out because you feel like he gets a bit exposed there especially with on the interceptions sort of fronts um, yeah an intriguing game this is a Chicago Bears side to a 3 and out, which is not something we say very often is it no, no, it's not. And uh, I think it's fair to say, though, out of all the three and O sides or formerly three and O sides, um, you'd have to put the Bears last, wouldn't you, really? Yeah. Um, I, I sent you that meme of a Mongols, which I had to learn what a Mongols was for the purposes of that meme. But it had all the three and O sides as a Mongols characters, and it said there is one imposter among us. <laughs> yeah, the Chicago I Bears. wonder who the imposter is. <laughs> um, I mean, this is a cult side. Mm. On paper, they're probably slightly better, aren't they? But I feel like form comes a lot into it. And, you know, the, the Bears will be better for being 3-0. I think it's fair to say men's league gives you a fantastic feeling. Yeah. Um, what can Nick Foles do? against uh, this Colts defence. Uh, this is Nick Foles, guys. Um, I th- oh, they come back last week. You know, there's, there's yeah, played well. Yeah, no, well, then again, anyone well. seems to be able to come back against the Falcons at this point. Fair. Yeah. Um, I think we did say on the last show that was more to do with the Falcons than the Bears. Um, yeah, this should be interesting. I think I feel like it's quite finely poised, actually. Um, yeah. But... It'll be close. Do we have anyone important injured and out? Cleo Mark questionable. Ah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the two and one Indianapolis Colts travel to the three and oh Chicago Bears. I'm taking a Colts win. I am almost reluctantly taking a Colts win. Uh, as and well. will just... joins us. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's going to be finally balanced. I think um, within reason. But I kind of want to see the, the Bears go 4 0 just for the banter of it, you know. Just for the mega lols. Yeah, they won't, but I kind of hope they do. I wouldn't be surprised. I definitely say it's less than a touchdown in it, but I'm still yeah. taking the calls. You can't look at them start and then go, oh, Bears. the Bears, obviously. I think um, that's fair. So, yeah. 
And you have the fourth pick. Okay, so uh, trying to find a game with as much intrigue as that. LA Chargers Tampa Bay. Okie doke. Okay, so I don't know how much intrigue's here. It'd be nice to see Justin Herbert have a good game for for sure, but you see, they've still got Tyrod Taylor as doubtful as if there's any room for optimism there. The guy has a punctured lung. How much how much more out can you be, really? <laughs> he could have um, died. I mean, yeah. Oh. <laughs> they, the, the NFL website would probably still put him as, like, questionable. <laughs> well, Joey Bosa and Mike Williams both questionable as well. Okay, so that's... So that's um, not great. Yeah, no, it's not at all. Um, Leonard Fournette, however, is questionable on the other side. Oh, much. wow, then. <laughs> Do you know what? We're doing predicting now. I am locking Chartner. <laughs> Chartner. Uh, it's not particularly intriguing per se, but I still feel like Brady needs to win here. Yes, he's done well um, with Denver and Carolina. Yeah. I think that's fair. Um, but I feel like he needs to solidify it now because he's sort of talked away the chat, but he's one big loss or one weird loss against the Chargers away from, okay, what's happening again with Brady? So, yeah. By the yeah, way, he could do that. I love that you said, oh, Leonard Fournette is out, as opposed to mentioning that Chris Godwin is doubtful. You know, an actual important player. Um, yeah, but we want we want to spice things up a bit, get a bit of variety in there. Mention my boy Leonard, you know, shout out for him. Sean Murphy Bunting is more important <laughs> to the Bucks than Leonard Fournette is. Um, well, it's all about perspective, really, isn't it? I'll be, I did try to do prep for this game. I mean, there's not much prep you can but, do when it's very, very one-sided. I yeah, mean, well, it's literally Chargers pass defense not good against the Panthers now facing Tom Brady. Chargers rush defense at the top half. And the Bucks rushed it. Game has been shaky, so they're probably going to have to rely on the pass. Justin Herbert played relatively well. Pass rush for the Bucks will be the toughest he's faced thus far. And the pass defense is one of the better ones in the league for the Buccaneers. Still not as good as their rush defense, which is going to be a tough task for Austin Eckler. And Joshua Kelly, who did perform quite well last week against the Panthers. There you go. What's um, what's Tampa's um, uh, rush defense like? I think it's third, if okay. I remember correctly, and the pass That's... defense is like fifth. So it's actually they've been doing really well thus yeah, far. Yeah, they've been doing it. Okay. Last year they did have the best rush defense in the league, so I don't think that's an anomaly. Um, so they're gonna force. The Chargers really to pass if they want to make yeah. serious yardage. Which seems to be the best then, idea when you've got Eckler on the other side. Uh, for sure. Mm. It's difficult um, for her, but for sure I was... I think against this side, which is going to probably force him to throw the ball more than he wants to. And, uh, like you say, a pass defence, which is still ranked fifth. I can't see him having a good, good day, to be honest with you. Yeah. The 1-2 and two Los Angeles Chargers travel to the 2-1 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm taking a Buccaneers win. I'm taking a Bucs win, and I will be locking this one. Wow. And Will makes it unanimous, though he doesn't lock like myself. Okay, we're going to the next game then, and I'm taking the Buffalo Bills of the Las Vegas Raiders. Two teams who have done relatively well 
uh, well, one have done absolutely amazingly. The other's done quite well as well this season. The Raiders need to reduce turnovers. We mentioned this when we talked about the Patriots and how winning the turnover battle seems to be important for them. Three turnovers sure. last week. Really, really bad turnovers <laughs> as well. And the past defense for Bills is generally good. I, I, had, I did like good at first. And sure. then I put in generally good because last week in the second half against the Rams, less good. Their weakness is the rush defense. And that's bad because they're taking on Josh Jacobs this week. And I don't know if you've noticed, Josh Jacobs is quite good at the football. He's, he's not too bad at the um, the football sort of business, is he really? Yeah. It's the same, though, for the Raiders in the sense of their rush defence is quite poor. And as much as Devin Singletary's been quite quiet so far, I think that's more down to Josh Allen in the pass game, which means that if they can get him involved more, that will be absolutely really good yeah. for the Buffalo Bills. And I think he will get involved more, and I think he will have a really good game. He did have, I think, something like 4.9 yards per carry against the Rams. So mm-hmm. he is actually quite a good running back. He won't be as important as Josh Allen, who, if it wasn't for Russell Wilson, would arguably be, arguably be one of the front runners for MVP. I think that's fair. Let's, uh, let's have a look. So, 10 touchdowns with only one inception and over 1,000 passing yards already. That's, yeah. that's pretty fantastic. What's his average um, passer rating? Ooh. I'm not asking you to calculate it in your head. You can't see it. As in, I, I can't see it. Hang on. Yeah. Oh, I can't see it. Um, yeah. Quarterback rating is 84.6. That's about, the quarterback rating is out of 100, so that's quite yeah. good. That's quite good. Yeah, um, Yeah, I do think uh, Singletary would be more involved like you, uh, to be honest with you. Um, Stefan Diggs has had quite a good season already, has he not? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Why did you give up a first-round pick to get him? Idiots. <laughs> um, for sure, yeah. I've liked how he's looked this season. Um trying to look at injuries now i can't see um, it's fairly even on both sides i can't see anyone massive out can you um i don't live it i guess hmm. oh yeah oh they're playing the raiders i forgot i kept scrolling through going uh <laughs> henry volks um, henry volks had a good start for the season fair um mm, looking he's at doubtful. The, the raiders defense isn't nearly as good as the Bills I don't no. think um, and uh, although say Jacobs is, is a lot better on rushing uh, this is a difficult one to be honest with you it's one of with the that, closer fixtures yeah with them injuries though the Raiders could be as uncovered as uh, John Gruden's face ha 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 funny <laughs> Anyway, the He's here all just, week, folks. Don't forget to tip your weight for us. Anyway, the <laughs> three and oh Buffalo Bills are travelling to the two and one Las Vegas Raiders. I'm taking a Bills win. Ooh, Bills. There's too many injuries. Too many yeah, injuries for uh, Raiders. And yeah. Will joins us in predicting the Bills as well. Josh, you have the next pick. Okay, and I am going to go with um, Vikings at Texans. Vikings at Texans. Okay, so I think we've said quite a bit about the Vikings start of the season, which has been nothing short of... 
Um, <laughs> That's another great sound. You are like a sound effect producing machine, this series. Excellent. Um, but no, Kirk Cousins has underwhelmed me, um, as has uh, Dalvin Cook. It's... Mm, it, I'd say the whole the whole side for Minnesota has been underwhelming. Um, this is a side which is has quite a bit of talent on the roster. Actually, I think he's one of the more talented on paper. I think it's it's actually quite fair to say, and they have not delivered. Um, what do you think is the main thing that's gone wrong for the Vikings this season? They just have looked incredibly poor. Through, I, I think they played well against the Titans. Kirk Cousins didn't trust anyone that wasn't Adam Thielen. Dalvin Cook wasn't getting into involved in the games enough. And their defence was just pulled over the shop. So I think they were the main reasons, though. They did have a spirited game against the Titans. 30 points against the Titans is quite good. It's reasonable, sure. For me, yeah. So the Texans, no pass protection. How Watson even puts up reasonable stats, it's just beyond me. I don't know how he does it. His stats aren't awful. No, they're not. And he might be helped this week. The Texans are ranked 21st on past past defence as opposed to the Chiefs, the Ravens and the Steelers, who, you know, usually you just have to say good luck against. The Texans' rush offence is 31st in the league, so that trade for David Johnson just looking better by the day. The Vikings rush offense, though, and I think this is quite interesting. It's going to be how the Vikings offense matches up with the Texans defense. Sure. Dalvin Cook, 8.2 yards per carry. How? Against mm. the Titans. He now faces the worst rush defense in the league. They allowed James Conner to get over 100 yards. So that's, that's great. Good for them. And they've got the 29th pass defense. Coming up against them, Ben Roethlisberger, out of the three quarterbacks they've faced, and I know it's a tough category, Sure, but he had the worst passer rating against the Texans this year. That's 101.3. Hmm. So, that's the worst. Two, in fairness, Alex, and the other two are Patrick Mahomes and yeah. Lamar Jackson. I think if Jefferson can get into this game, if Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen play like we normally expect, the Vikings should at least keep this incredibly close, and arguably, if they do have career games like they did last week, they should actually be able to beat the Texans. But Yeah, I think that... I, I don't know, it, it, it's who is going to live up to their potential the most. Yeah, I think that's really fair. I think this is, again, finally, boys. It's difficult because it's all ifs and buts, and I feel like on the day, mm. it could swing... Mm. <sighs> I still feel like this is the Texans to lose. I'm not going to lie. I feel like they are better than their 0-3 suggests because of who they've played. I mean, you've played, what, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Kansas City. That's not... Uh, yeah, that's, that's not representative of the Vikings, is it? And No. Okay, they... It was one score against uh, Pittsburgh, but they held reasonably well against the other two. Um, yeah. It wasn't a complete blowout, so... We'll see. I still feel like the Vikings have lost to worse teams. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Is it season over for whoever loses? 0-4? Yeah. New York Jets level? No. No, no, no. I'm just saying that's on the same record as the New York Jets, which at that point quit. 
I mean, same record, sure, but level. Let's be. Let's I, be I felt embarrassed wow. before week one because I looked at the standings and went, "Oh my god, we've both got a zero and zero record." This is so super embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the zero and three Minnesota Vikings start to the zero and three Houston Texans, and I'm just going to side with the Texans. Uh, Texans as well, but this is close. Mm, I think you can forgive some of their starts. It depends. If Dalvin Cook can play like Dalvin Cook can play, then they'll probably the Vikings will probably win. But I why just... do I feel like Will has gone for the Vikings? No, he's gone for the Texans. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't setting that up for him or anything. Hmm. <laughs> um. Anyway, Josh, you wait. Was that your pick? That was your uh, pick, it wasn't was, it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go for Cardinals at. Pam- I should have been able to guess because it wasn't like the highest on my. On my, on my remaining games, so of course I didn't pick it. I'm going to go for Cardinals at Panthers. It's vital for me, absolutely beyond critical, that the Pam- that the Cardinals sorry, bounce back after last week. Kyler Murray has had two of, arguably two of the worst weeks of his admittedly young career thus far. I was going to say, maybe try and not entirely rely on DeAndre Hopkins this week. That might not be a problem because he's questionable. Which is great. I've just found that out. That's wonderful. Wow. He was out of practice on Thursday, according to the official Cardinals website, That's which I doubt would be wrong. Not they have got quite bad. a lot of other bad interests as well. Christian Kirk, um, Kirkpatrick, sorry. I was going to say Fitzpatrick, but no, Buda Baker <laughs> as well. So, you know, super cool, excellent news for <laughs> them. There's still no run CMC for the Panthers, and it might be fine. Teddy Bridgewater had a good game against the Chargers. He played quite well. Mike Davis did a good job of replacing McCaffrey. He isn't McCaffrey, but he played well, and he seems to be a running back who can catch, which is important for them. The Cardinals have the tw- something. Yeah, the Cardinals have the 20th ranked pass defense in the league, so it's good for Bridgewater. Uh, easy team to beat up, beat up on. For me, the only way the Cardinals are going to win, and the key for victory for them... Oh, sorry. The only way the Cardinals are going to win when you look at like the key mismatch for them is through the rush game. Seventh in the league, Arizona, thanks to Kenny Drake and Kyler Murray. The Panthers' rush defence is currently 22nd in the league, which is why that's such a key mismatch. The pass defence is 12th, so... Wow. I don't know how this goes, to be honest. I, If you'd asked me at the start of the week, I would have said, oh, well, Cardinals, obviously. If it just had a blip, but I don't know anymore. I, I'm a ignoring as well. I feel like the loss of DeAndre Hopkins is, well, if he is out, mm. um, do we know how likely that is? Well, it's questionable. Or is that just so... questionable, yeah. Mm. Mm. It, it's massive, absolutely massive. It means they rely far more on Drake. Uh, who admittedly had a good season, but um, it's difficult. Um, yeah, I don't feel like Panthers have the same level of injuries, but um, they could, like you said, McCaffrey out. Have, oh sure, ah, this is difficult. I feel like if the Cardinals' run game works well and they get really get that going, then it's the Cardinals' game. But if yeah. not. This is close. This is so close. It's it's quite it's quite. I'll be very interested to see how this one uh, tips. 
trying to find the Carolina um, stats and just going, no. Nah. Oh, hmm. oh, there they are. Stats, cement injuries. Oh, actually, um, Christian McCaffrey's actually not listed as, an, as injured. Um, no, Christian McCaffrey is still ruled out for four to six weeks. So that's from the 21st of September. So no, he still won't be back. Never mind. Ah, okay. So in that case, I feel a little more confident in my predictions. Yep. Okay, the two and one Arizona Cardinals travel to the one and two Carolina Panthers. I'm taking a Cardinals win. I am taking... You've just said you felt more confident in your prediction. Which surely points to one thing. I am going to regret this, but Panthers. Panthers. And Will goes with the Cardinals as well. So, Josh is lone wolfing. Do you want to do a lone wolf? We don't do them. I will. Oh. It, it, it sounds best with the guys in NFL game day morning, do it? I would imagine so. I'll, I'll be honest. Okay, you have the next pick. Okay, Alex. So, I've been thinking about it. And one of the more tantalising games this week that we've got left is uh, Jags at uh, Bengals. Jags at Bengals. Okay. What can Joe Burrow do against... Garden Minshew side is <laughs> okay. So how has Joe Burrow done this season? Not too badly. Um, for his you know start in the NFL and for a, a team like the Bengals, um, five touchdowns, one interception, and eight hundred twenty-one yards isn't bad. I mean, it's not stellar, but what can you expect him to do with sort of the players he has around him? Um, I don't see many players he can work with more there but you know he's done he's done a solid job um jacksonville on the other hand that game against miami what um to lose that badly to a miami side is kind of ridiculous like we're vaguely fragile and push us enough and we will fall over so quite shocked about that one of how that turned out for sure on the other side of the ball um we all hate them of course the tie in overtime boo um, how high do we rate the eagles though there i'm not sure um i think the bengals will be coming away from that wanting to push one point further and go for that win so yeah what do you think alex first of all you said that the Jags losing to the Dolphins was surprising. You predicted it. As in, to that extent. Okay. I predicted the Dolphins win for sure, but not 31-13. I thought it'd be closer than that. Yeah, fair enough. Bubbo did play... Oh, yeah, he said by a field goal, didn't you? Mm. Bubbo did play well against the Eagles. Like you said, 105.5 passer rating. Good for them because the Jaguars have the worst passer rating allowed in the league. The rush defence is 15th, so... Burrow is going to have to be relied upon. You might remember Joe Mixon had quite a bad game against the Eagles and all the other teams he's actually played against as well. James Robinson still playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars and, as we'll get into later, Offensive Rookie of the Month in the AFC, which I'm I'm loving. The Bengals' rush defence is ranked 31st. The Bengals' pass defence has improved throughout the season which isn't great for Minshew, who struggled against Dolphins, of course. And I don't think there are any major injuries on the Cincinnati Bengals front. No, I haven't seen any either. Unless, is Geno Atkins still out? Yes, he is. He's questionable. 
Josh, Gino, was it you who answered the question on Gino Atkins? Was it Will? No, I think it was Will. Okay. I mean, the biggest and worst news, obviously, for the Bengals, their star player Michael Jordan is questionable. Which, I didn't even know he played football now. But, you know, I mean, he can do everything. He's fantastic. But yeah, the guard for the Cincinnati Bengals, Michael Jordan. So what do you think this does to Jordan's legacy? I mean, personally, oh, I... all-time go. <laughs> you know, he can do baseball, he can do basketball... You know everything. What more Did do you, you want? see this episode of The Last Dance, Alex? No, I haven't seen it yet. I'm quite um, disappointed. Excited to see how he, how he performs for the Browns. I don't know if there's any big injury concerns for the Jaguars. That's who they're playing. I remember. Um, no, no, it's not. DJ Chalk, I guess. Chalk? Chalk? Not Chalk. Yeah, these, these Chalk. two vaguely mediocre sides... Yeah. who happen to be playing each other. Yeah, it is going to be an intriguing game, though, because, again, it's one of the ones that's more harder to predict. Or me. That's fair. As I stall to think who I'm actually going to predict for. The 1-2 and two Jacksonville Jaguars travel to the 0-2-1. and one. I hate that. Cincinnati Bengals, I'm taking a Jaguars win. Ooh. Okay, and I'm going to go out, which I assume is lone again, and go for the Bengals. And Will also goes for the Bengals, so... Oh, okay. Excuse me as I move backwards. This is going to freak the neighbours, by the way, but whatever. <laughs> Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> I don't know how wolves do wolves They're things. wooing, yeah. Yeah, that, whatever. <laughs> don't, don't wolves find Portuguese players? Hey! He's here all week. That's a good (laughs) one, I'll give you that. Okay, I'm going next. I'm going to go for the Cleveland Browns at the Dallas Cowboys. A game that shouldn't be close, but will be. The Browns, 14th ranked against the pass, and now they've got to take on Dak and his riches. And did struggle against the Seahawks last week, but... You wouldn't expect that to become a trend. He has been playing relatively well this season. Someone who hasn't been, Ezekiel Elliott, who really needs to rebound this week after that. Was it 2.4 yards per carry and a safety against the Seahawks? Just quit if you're doing that. I think he commented last week, Alex, on um, Zeke's performance and just how dire it was for him. And he he needs a good game this week for sure. Wait, Alex? Yeah. Am I seeing this is a two and one Browns side? Yeah, it is. Because I know that's the case, but I see it with my eyes and I still don't believe it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. First time since twenty fourteen. I barely remember the last time wow. the Browns had a winning record. Can't even t- was was um, Johnny Football the quarterback? <laughs> was it? Twenty fourteen. Um, I think so, yeah. Possibly, yeah. Johnny Football. Yeah, anyway, Cleveland did struggle against Washington, but they still had the fifth-ranked rush defence in the league. Dallas's rush defence is 23rd, and thank God the Cleveland Browns don't have a good running back like, you know, a, a Nick Chubb. So, oh, no, he does play for the Browns, um, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Mayfield, Baker Mayfield rebounded against Washington. The Cowboys have the second-worst pass defence in the league, so super excellent. Though, 
the pass rush is looking quite good, and I think Alden Smith is surely the main contender for comeback player of the year this year. Plus, uh, Alex, After taking, what was it, in... five years out? Um, I don't know. You, you have, I don't know if you mentioned old Al Beckham, but yeah, injuries. Old Al Beckham, questionable. Ronnie Harrison, Kareem Hunt, Greedy Williams. Who calls that kid greedy? Oliver Vernon <laughs> um, and Denzel Ward as well. Oh, and Tay Davis. So, that's bad. That's exceptionally bad. Trayvon um, Diggs and Demarcus Lawrence both out for the Dallas Cowboys. So, I mean, not that's not great, not but I think interests have decimated the Browns. Uh, absolutely. Um, uh, this would have been a proper contest had they had their yeah. roster fully fit. But This is I the issue. I, I do my rankings before I look at the injuries, which might come back to bite me. Possibly, yes. I think if it w- if it wasn't for that, I would have probably gone Browns, but now I'm really not sure. I've just looked at injury list and my, my hopes for them have plummeted a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's difficult to say what they could have, well, what they can do when you're missing the quality of player that you are. Yeah, absolutely. The one and two, no, sorry, typical. See, even I don't think they can have a winning record, clearly. <laughs> the two and one thing. Cleveland Browns travel to the one and two Dallas Cowboys. I'm taking a Cowboys win. As am I. I don't know if Will hasn't seen the injuries, but he's gone for the Browns. He's probably not seen the extent of the injuries. Let's not in tell Dallas. him. No. Um, Josh, you're up next bit. Greedy. Let's be hey. greedy. <laughs> hey. Title. Maybe, I don't know yet. I've That's got five potential titles. Okay, and Josh, you have final pick. Okay, and for my final pick, I'm game I'm taking because of how intriguingly bad one side is and what the other side did last week is Saints at Lions. I mean, they're uh, both Alex, intriguingly bad. Thoughts. I mean, yes. Oh, my thoughts, yeah. straight away. Yeah, for sure. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, I'm not used <laughs> to this. I mean, if Saints don't win this, they should probably just delete the team. That's my um, thoughts. Um, key to the Lions' win against the Cardinals was Matthew Stafford. He had a really good game, 119 passer rating. Big reason for that, Kenny Golladay returned, his best wide receiver, and obviously he'll be back this week. Drew Brees must be just sat on the other sideline going, I wish I had my best wide receiver. My best <laughs> wide receiver's a running back. <laughs> the Saints' pass defence has looked really faulty recently. 24th ranked for in sure. the league. Matthew Stafford, Kenny Dock, Golladay should be able to deal with that. The rush defence is looking good for the Saints, though. I mean, they kept Amon Jones in check. I think on it was, what, 62 yards? Which is a big mm-hmm. problem when your best rusher is the 500-year-old Adrian Peterson. Fun <laughs> fact, Adrian Peterson was playing in the NFL before the NFL existed. I'm sorry? No, he wasn't, Josh. But he was... Oh, yeah, he absolutely was, Josh. Um, again, Alvin Kamara is absolutely the key for the Saints. He is currently their entire offence, and it is good that the Lions rush defence is 30th. If Emmanuel Sanders and Harris and all the other wide receivers they have who I can't name actually start, you know, trying doing or things. doing things, then that should actually really help them. The Lions kept Kyler Murray in check last week, so... 
Drew Brees really does need help because this Lions pass defense actually does seem to be somewhat decent. Half decent for yeah. sure. We have it doesn't help Drew Brees that we have uh, Michael Thomas out or questionable. Still, um, Janoris still, Jenkins, Marcus Davenport, yeah. Sean Lattimore, Jared Cook, Jared Cook. Yeah, it's I that I one. think mm. I think you can very genuinely easily make the case of the Lions win this. Yeah, um, on their side, uh, you see many significant injuries there we have uh hunter bryant uh the short hand uh desmond uh Chufans. uh but no one i go oh that's really swings it you know what i mean yeah and that's fair and i just want to see well i said i want to see the Saints side uh, i don't particularly care about the saints but if i were to support them i just want to see one brute jubies get help and yeah. two, for them to actually pull their finger out and start um, really grinding because it feels like the last couple of games there's just been something missing, something in their mentality. And wow, it's it's not good, is it? It really isn't good. I'm I'm so tempted. I'm so tempted. Anyway. The 1 and 2 New Orleans Saints travel to the 1 and 2 Detroit Lions. Josh. <laughs> That's very unfair. <sighs> I feel like the Saints should should have enough, but then hmm, I'm going to not take the risk oh. option and go for the Saints oh. and then regress it later when the when the uh, Detroit Lions inevitably win. I was going to say I go I'll go Lions if you go Lions. When your friends talking, <laughs> okay, you know what? Because I'm a um, a sucker for peer pressure. I'm going to say Detroit Lions. Really? Yes. I'm going with Saints now. Now I'm going with Lions. You... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with Lions. I can't say that word on the podcast. I'm going to go Lions because it'll be funny. Okay. <laughs> and then we can laugh to ourselves, and they inevitably lose forty nil. Yes. Will has gone with the Saints. Oh, boring. Boo. <laughs> Boo. Look at us, Will. We're having fun. Fun. <laughs> Isn't he so jealous when he listens to this? Yes. Anyway, we'll go for the other games then in... Is it four matches, four minutes now? Because of... I uh, think so. Yeah. Four matches, four minutes. New York Giants at Los Angeles Rams. The Rams defense scored against the Bills, but the Bills have Josh Allen and the Giants very much don't. Sure. Demolished by what remains for 49ers was Donny Dimes. Uh, the Rams put... Um, the, the biggest thing for me, the Rams pass rush might be the best in the league and the Ram and the Giants O-line sorry, might be the worst in the league. So that's super excellent for them. The Giants run game still looking weak. That needs to improve for any chance of victory. And the Giants' pass defense was poor against Nick Mullins, so one can only assume what Jared Goff will do to them. Fair. I have yeah. no other thoughts on that. It's you've pretty, summed it up pretty nicely. Yeah, go me. The only big, well, the only worry. It's not a big worry for the Rams is no Cam Akers, and we know how much they rely on the sort of run to set up the pass. Anyway, the. New York Giants travel to the Los Angeles. Oh, sorry, I didn't even do the figures, did I? Maybe it's just to make Will feel better, so he doesn't have to listen to his own record. Anyway, the 0 and 3 New York Giants travel to the 2 and 1 Los Angeles Rams. I am locking Rams. 
I think that's fair, and I will go with Rams. Um, obviously not locking, but it's yeah. pretty clean cut. Yeah, and Will also locks Rams because he's such a fan of his own team. <laughs> I'm not going to mock him for. I think it's entirely right to do so. Anyway, Baltimore Ravens at Washington. It's not really a contest, is it? No, it's not. I would have probably locked this one had I not locked earlier. Yeah. It's not a contest. I know Lamar Jackson didn't have the greatest week last week. However, that was against uh, two sides who did uh, uh, an so, actual so well. team. Yeah, an actual team. They did so so yeah. well against him. Um, that's how you deal with the dual threat for sure. Um, but I don't feel like um, Lamar Jackson will have those sorts of problems uh, this week. He'll probably want to get back to his usual self as well. So I can yeah. see him coming out and having a proper day of it. There is talent, though, on that Washington side. I think that's sometimes forgotten. Chase Young, one of the best defenders, rookie defenders in the... Doubtful. Okay, never mind. But on the offensive Mm -hmm. side, I'll be honest, I've been really impressed with Terry McLaurin. Doubtful. Questionable, sorry. Uh, Never mind, Ben. So, what you're saying (laughs) is things are looking up. Yeah, things can only get better. (laughs) Sorry. By the way, if you want to hear me sing, I'm going to be performing at House of Trembling Madness. No, I'm not. V2 You're and not. 1 Baltimore. Sorry, what? You're not? No, oh, I changed my mind. weekend ruined that. <laughs> V2 and 1 Baltimore Ravens travel to the 1 and 2 Washington football team. I'm. It's going to be close. Probably less than a field goal. It's not. Ravens. Uh, Ravens. Can I lock twice? Is that possible? No. I don't know if you remember the intro, Josh, but I said we can only do this once per week. That's... You can change your lock. No. I think we should get, like, a wild card where we can lock more than one in a week. Yeah. Oh, exciting. Now, the one I was going to do was... At the start of the year, I was going to do a doesn't count one, which meant if if you got it wrong, it wasn't added to your score. But oh, okay. I've decided not to because that's stupid. And <laughs> it's just trying a bit too hard. Weirdly enough, my two least favourite games are the two games on prime time. So, good job, Woo! NFL. The 0-3 Atlanta Falcons for 3-0 Green Bay Packers. A- again, no contest. No, um, and if the Falcons got, get into any sort of vaguely advantageous position, we can we know what's going to happen next, don't we? Yeah, though... So... The Green Bay pass offense was sort of saved by Alan Lazard being good, it turns out. He's out. Devontae Adams is still out. The oh. the football gods, I think, are just re- so angry that the Packers drafted Jordan Love instead of like Brandon Ayuk that they're now taking it out on all of the team's wide receivers. <laughs> so now, who is their best wide receiver? Is it Marquez Valdez-Scantling? Great. Oh, wonderful. Or that other guy who's got like a double babble name who I forgot the name of already. Because who who knows who actually plays for the Packers at wide receiver now. So that's not great. But they are still going up against the Atlanta Falcons who, by the way, no Keanu Neal, no Dante Fowler, no Julio Jones. Jones No Calvin Ridley. It just gets better. No Russell Gage. So they've got no one on wide receiver either. (laughs) So this no, Young Ho. This is a 
battle between the two hospital sides. Injury ball! That's the NBA on NBC's theme. Anyway, the 0 and 3 Atlanta Falcons travel to 3 0 Green Bay Packers on the Monday Night Football, one I'm not going to miss. I'm taking a Packers win. As am I. And finally, the Philadelphia Eagles at the San Francisco 49ers in the next game of Injury Bowl. John Hightower, Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, JJ Arkager, Whiteside, Miles Sanders. That's five players on the offense who are all questionable. That's good. Doesn't get and much better on the on defense. The well, none of them I recognize, but, you know, it, it's not exactly wonderful. By the way, do you know the Steelers have a player called Marcus Allen? Because I didn't. Wow, it's really great that he's still going after all these years, isn't it? What year was he drafted in? He was drafted in... Well, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2003. So, (laughs) this must be Marcus Allen, the running back. Right, 1982, drafted by the Los Angeles Raiders. Yeah, he's still going, though he plays safety now, which weird career move, but whatever, I dig it. Um, Yeah, have you seen how we're talking about other games so we don't have to talk about this game? Anyway, not other teams. Anyway, game. let's just predict. If he 0-2-1 Philadelphia Eagles travel to the 2-1 San Francisco 49ers on the Sunday Night Football, I'm taking a 49ers win. As am I, no contest. I have just realised I haven't done Will's predictions, so for 49ers, Eagles, he says 49ers, Packers to beat the Falcons. There's only other game I didn't mention, Ravens to beat Washington. And what's the other game we did in the two-minute drill? I forgot already. Oh, yeah. Locked Rams. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Let's go through a few news stories then. Adam Gase is apparently still safe in his job. When will they what? learn? They won't it, learn. I think he's not learnt by now. <laughs> yeah. In Rappaport reporting, according to those informed of the decision-making, the thinking is that firing Gase will not only be counterproductive in general, but also potentially damaging to quarterback Sam Darnold. Uh, Are they watching something different to me? I think they must be. By potentially damaging, do they mean or give him new lease of life, give him eternal happiness and riches beyond his imagination? Yeah, I actually think the exact opposite is true. Keeping Mm. Gase is actually damaging to Sam Darnold. Absolutely. Yeah. This is why the New York Jets are always picking at the higher end of the draft board, because they're just bad at everything. Talent doesn't explain it. Well done to undrafted running back, as we mentioned earlier, James Robinson for winning NFL Offensive Rookie of the Month for September. 339 scrimmage yards and three touchdowns in three games. It's absolutely incredible for an undrafted rookie. No, for sure. Um, Fantastic start to the season and just shows you what can happen with the draft sometimes i guess they can they can miss some pretty they can have some clangers when they want to yeah where was tom brady taking 199 sixth round was it yeah well i know it's 199 because his production company is called 199 productions for that reason (laughs) adam schefter oh by the way well done to tj watt who won defensive player of the month Adam Schefter, the NFL, sent another strongly worded memo to team executives, GMs and head coaches today, urging all to be in compliance with game day protocols, mostly wearing masks. Quote, we will address lack of compliance with accountability measures that may include suspensions and or forfeiture of draft picks. So they are really going for this. 
Yeah, which I think is absolutely correct. Yeah, it's strong, and it's the first, it's one of the strongest I've seen across leagues. So, yeah, very happy with it, and um, it's the sort of thing we need to set an example at a point where people are starting in the general public to get restless as well. So, yeah. you know, it's, it almost leads by example in society, really, doesn't it? So, yeah, glad to see yeah. it. As a comparison, MLB didn't even take strong action for a team cheating. Didn't yes, take this, action yeah. that strong. And it's just a piece of metal, though, at the end of the day. Who cares? And no. this is why the MLB is a laughing stock, and the NFL is actually doing half decent. Yeah. But yes, the MLB is laughing stock. Yeah, absolutely. Titans coach Mike Rabel is determined to keep his suicide prevention message going, saying that people are there for you. It's absolutely incredible what he's doing with yeah, suicide oh, prevention. Absolutely. Really, really happy Many with, thumbs with his up. Work. Talking about heroes in that sort of sense, Brian Flores has donated $50,000 to, to the team's social impact committee's efforts to assist with wireless and infrastructure... Can you tell I'm reading this? Wireless and infrastructure <laughs> technology in the public school system. The donation will be matched by the Dolphins as part of the team's $300,000 commitment to helping undeserved students. Does he mean undeserved? Underserved, um, I think he means. Yeah. But he doesn't... Yeah, no, that is what he's written. He's just stood up a... I'm blaming him for my problems. That's Adam Schefter of ESPN as well. So, another person doing great things. Yeah, fantastic. Um, Good. Glad to see the, the Dolphins, you know, doing well off the pitch if they're not doing quite so well on it. <laughs> You've got a win. It took you yes, like till the eighth game to get a win last time. You know, progress. Yeah, get, yeah Walk ball, before you year, can right? run. For sure. Anyway, in, in other good news, Pro Football Talk reporting that James White is back at Patriots practice. I remember his dad tragically passed away in a car crash that also involved his mum. And so it's nice to see that he's back and ready to play oh, football sure. again. Yeah, I hope he's doing well. Yeah. The XFL is returning in 2022, according to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, okay. It's It's... I was going to say it's a bit surprised if they're coming back in 2022, but there is still a good chance that COVID won't have gone by no. March 2021 at this point. So, great. Um, I, I think that's the right decision to try and lay out that late because it means you can have more time to prepare. And that seems to be the sure. most important thing for the XFL. And Gardner Minshew, with my quote of the week, he said, Van Gogh, people told him, you can't be a great painter. You only have one ear. You know what he said? I can't hear you. He's here all week, <laughs> folks. Gardner Minshew's transition onto Saturday Night Live is great. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. We haven't had as good a like athlete present SNL since maybe Peyton Manning. Peyton also, Manning is box office, and I will not hear a bad word said about him. Yeah, but we had JJ Watt, but Gardner Minshew is going to be like the best. Yes. Ever presenter of SNL. Yeah, 100%. Anyway, let's go into the two-minute drill then. Who's more mental, the Jets for not firing Adam Gase or Correa of the Houston Astros to claiming their win in the first round for playoffs proves they didn't cheat in 2017? Both. That's a race to the it's, bottom right It is there, a race to the it? bottom. Yeah, you still have the words that mouth. I mean, Correa probably, but Adam Gase is pushing them right to the wire. 
Is Pig the best animal to compare Greg Williams to? It's a bit harsh on the pig. Um, yeah, I was thinking something mm, more rodenty, but the coon. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably better. Yeah, I like raccoons. They look cool. When they're not... Or as I call them, trash pandas. That... <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Best team in uh, minor league baseball, the Rocket City Trash Pandas, by the way. <laughs> Will you care about the XFL when it returns? Probably more than I did last time, but that's not saying much considering I wanted the league to fail. So, I, I mean, might look no. at the scores. Um, there are other sports. If I am chained up like the um, the figure in Plato's Cave and forced to watch <laughs> the silhouettes of XFL across the wall, then perhaps, but otherwise I don't think so. Good philosophy reference. I like Thank that. Thank you. As a former philosophy graduate myself. What would Gardner Minshew's best job be if the NFL career doesn't work out for him? Either comedian or president? What about both? I mean, the current US president is neither, so, you know. He is a it's joke. Impro- it's an improvement. <laughs> ah, satire. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's this stuff we couldn't get away with on you, why? Exactly. We're branching out into the, the realms of possibility here, Alex. Yeah. Oh, and let me tell you about the British government now, well. A question from Formula One. Honda are leaving the sport. What is your reaction? Quite shocked. Uh, Red Bull are... Um, I can't use that word on air. Um, does it begin yeah. with F? Yes. Yeah, I thought uh, so. Yes, it does. Um, they're not going to be too happy about that, and Verstappen's not going to be too happy about that. He finally had a car that was exceptionally quick. Is it as quick as Mercedes? Of course it's not. But he was comfortably second best. He was pushing Bottas and beating Bottas fairly regularly. Um, okay, Bottas has had uh, good results, especially in Russia, but still... They're not going to be happy about that. Um, well, Max Verstappen. For now? Yeah. Max Verstappen has unfollowed Red Bull on Instagram, which is, you know, like the big thing nowadays. Yeah. Which, Can you see Verstappen yeah, moving? Drama. And if so, where to? I think Mercedes will strive for him if, um, if they can. But I, I don't know. There's no team I think he goes to where he's easily the number one driver that is also at the top of the grid. So, do you know, if I were Red Bull, Red Bull are a very rich company. Sure. If I were Red Bull, I would just buy an engine manufacturer. I'd just yeah. buy one to make engines for me. Get Cosworth back. Because, mm-hmm. uh, but, oh, just get anyone. Just pay for a company to I make you engines. I think it's quite a shame, because Honda have been doing reasonably well. Yeah, they have. Yeah. But, I don't see any new manufacturers coming into the sport anytime soon, so... You've got to just buy one. You are rich enough as a company to just buy an engine manufacturer just to make you Formula One engines. It's quite clear that they've gone through everyone on the grid now as well. I don't think they've... No, they've never had Mercedes engines. No. I don't think Mercedes would give them an engine, would they? They would not give them an engine. So, just buy an engine manufacturer, unless you want to crawl back to Ferrari, which who also will not give you an engine. And I, no. last I checked, the relationship with Renault wasn't exactly brilliant. <laughs> it's just, does that mean we're down to three engine manufacturers? Possibly. That's great, isn't it? Yeah, always. So yeah, just buy an engine manufacturer. Just buy one to make your engines for you. Get BMW back, I'd love that. <laughs> They're not coming back. Anyway, 
That is, on, on that lengthy conversation about Formula 1. What about an Aston Martin engine, Alex? Will Aston Martin give them an engine? And also, I don't um, think Aston Martin aren't actually supplying engines, are they? It's just for sponsorship. They, yeah, but I mean, they could. Yeah, but since they're so heavily associated with another team who are not they at, they're not actually yeah. supplying engines to, I just don't see it happening. Fair. Yeah. We should write an article about this, it'd be quite good. Anyway, Indeed. on that lengthy conversation about Formula 1, that is all the time we have on the NFL Blitz NFL today. Blitz. <laughs> the NFL Blitz. NFL. But I've just noticed my watermelon says vegan on it, which... Good. I mean, yes. I, I would hope so. so. I would hope so, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, next so, time on the FM Blitz, we will be discussing... Watermelon and Aston Martin engines. <laughs> Please make that the title for, the, for this uh, week. Oh no, it's just watermelon is vegan. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on that conversation, <laughs> that is the end of the NFL Blitz today. Thank you for listening. My thanks go to Josh for joining me. The intro and end music for the NFL Blitz was provided by Kevin McLeod in Compset.com. We're back on Wednesday to preview week four and discuss watermelon and Formula One. Until then, I've been Alex Woodward and don't just have a good weekend. Let the best play in NFL history have an immaculate one. Goodbye. <laughs>